Ladies and gentlemen, this is Fight Stance Flex. I am your co-host of the Fight Stance Podcast, and I will be live at UFC Fight Night Atlantic City. I am a New Jersey native. I will be most certainly rooting for Frankie Edgar in this fight, though I am excited about the possibilities. This is going to be a huge event. This is going to be a major, major event. I'm going to be live. I will be live tweeting. I will be live podcasting. I can't wait. This is so exciting for me, and I know that this is a very, very big deal for the lightweight division. Everything has been so crazy since McGregor Mayhem, and I look forward to it all. I really, really do, and I hope that you look forward to listening to my podcast. This is Flex's Fight Stance. So when we have a fight night event or any non-pay-per-view event, either myself or Fight Stance JC will be covering that event solo. We both live in different states. I fly a lot for business, so I am unable to be in studio for Fight Stance podcast more than once a month. And... This is what we're going to do from now on. We're going to record solo podcasts. We will have JC's fight stance for upcoming fight night events. And for UFC Atlantic City, we're going to have fight stance flex doing flex's fight stance. Of course. So look forward. Stay tuned. And UFC Atlantic City. Let's fucking Go. This Saturday, I will be live at Fight Night Atlantic City. Edson Barboza versus Kevin Lee. Frankie Edgar versus Cub Swanson. I am a New Jersey native myself, so I will be rooting for the hometown kid, Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar actually went to the same school, the same high school that my mother went to growing up. So, uh, I... I I just love Frankie Edgar, man. He's a good guy. He a uh, hell of a fighter, living legend. I mean, the greatest, one of the greatest of all time for sure. And to see him lose the way he did recently broke the hearts of many, my heart included. Though he has a chance to bounce back. I'm not sure if he's going for a title shot or if he's just going for legacy here. He has beaten... Cub Swanson once some time ago by submission, so we could see that again. What's going to be a big factor in this fight is Frankie Edgar's wrestling and ground and pound. We know Cub Swanson is a phenomenal striker, and he has a hell of a chin. We saw that against Duho Choi. What we didn't see in the Duho Choi fight was Cub Swanson's takedown defense. We didn't see Cub Swanson's... um, ability to go round after round with a wrestler now Cub Swanton I'm sure has proved that in the past a hundred percent though Frankie Edgar's on another level you know who knows that better than anyone Yair Rodriguez what Frankie Edgar was able to do to the young phenom sorry young potential phenom the 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 young shooting star that was Yair Rodriguez was why Frankie Edgar why Frankie Edgar is what he is today. Frankie the answer Edgar is one of the most dominant champions, one of the most uh 
And by champions, yes, he was a champion at one point, though I'm referring more to more so to his champion mindset. You know, he goes into every fight and he exerts the um, characteristics of a champion. And outside of the octagon, he acts uh, more like a champion than most of the current champions today. You know, he's a role model. He is a phenomenal coach, father, husband, friend from everyone who's ever spoken about him. I've never heard a negative connotation or a negative word uttered in regards to the man that is Frankie Edgar. So this is a huge, huge, huge test for him. Uh, Cub Swanson has gotten a lot better since their last fight, as has Frankie Edgar. Though, like I said, the big factor is going to be Frankie Edgar's ability to bounce back from that loss and 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 bounce back from that loss and not only that if he's going to be able to exert his dominance in his wrestling and ground and pound i mean he can strike with the best of them we've seen it though in order to win against some of these higher level strikers for example if he were to ever fight a conor mcgregor or if he were to ever fight an edson barboza or a Zabit, or anyone with these crazy spinning kicks and flashy um, Muay Thai, Taekwondo styles, he would really, really, really struggle if he were to fight those fighters, though if he can implement his game in his wrestling and his ground and pound, which I feel like is some of the best in the world, he can beat anyone. He can beat anyone in his weight class if he's able to implement his game if he's stifled in that attempt like he was against ortega it's a whole nother game it's a whole nother game so that fight i'm very interested in and kevin lee i'm not gonna talk talk about all the prelims i'm not gonna talk about the undercard so much um i'm on a very tight schedule right now i'm in lax or rather i'm in los angeles maybe less than a mile away from LAX, uh, soon to be taking a flight um, out. So I don't have much time, though I do want to touch on Kevin Lee versus Edson Barboza, both coming off of a loss, and I feel like Edson Barboza has the edge in this. Now, the reason why I say this is because I decided to go back and watch some of Kevin Lee's earlier fights, you know, his debut in the UFC and a few of his early career fights, and Kevin Lee has a very gangster mentality about his striking, and that's going to get you knocked out as you start to get older. He's still a young guy. He's got a great chin. He hasn't been flatline KO'd yet. So he seems to have, like I said, a very gangster approach to his striking. And yes, he has good striking, though you can't take shots like that. You know, I was watching his uh, UFC debut, and I'm sorry I can't remember his opponent, though uh, his opponent was landing at will. Now Kevin walked through those strikes and he ended up submitting this gentleman, though that's not going to work against Edson Barboza. Cue Terry Edom highlight kick. Cue that. Just go ahead, stop this podcast, go to YouTube, type in Terry Edom versus Edson Barboza and watch every single video that pops up. And every time you watch it, you're going to say, holy shit, that can happen to Kevin Lee. That can 100% happen to Kevin Lee. I'm not saying Kevin Lee has bad striking defense. I'm not saying that. 
I'm saying that he seems to be more willing to take certain shots and force the takedown, knowing that he has good ground and pound and good submissions. I mean, he submitted Michael Chiesa, and yes, Michael Chiesa, you tapped. Sorry, you tapped. Uh, you were out. You know, pick one. Either you tapped or you were out. Your hands were going to tap. You meant to. You forgot to because you were getting choked out. You know, Michael Chiesa lost that fight. People argue that all the time. I'm not about to argue it now. That's in the past. What's in the future is UFC Atlantic City. And, man, I 100% feel like Kevin Lee's striking defense is not going to be enough for Edson. People can talk about Khabib all day. Khabib is not human. Khabib is bare. Khabib... (laughs) is of another he doesn't exist on this on this on this plane of mixed martial arts he really doesn't not in regards to his grappling you know uh his grappling is just it's beyond top tier i mean the guy goes rounds with daniel cormier when daniel cormier is out of camp why is that a significant gesture why is that a significant thing to make note of daniel cormier out of camp is sitting at around 235-240. Khabib, out of camp, is sitting around 185. Khabib cuts a lot of weight. He might even be sitting at 190. Though, he goes rounds with the fucking light heavyweight, former light, former heavyweight, I'm sorry, former heavyweight champ. I mean, Daniel Cormier was a force at heavyweight and strike force. Now he's the light heavyweight champ at UFC. And... Ask Barnett how DC's wrestling is. Ask Gustafson how DC's wrestling is. Ask Dan Henderson. You want to talk about YouTube highlights? Go ahead and look up Daniel DC Cormier versus Dan, I call him old man, Dan Old Man Henderson. Go ahead. Have fun. Go ahead. Pause the podcast. I'll be right here waiting for you. I mean... Khabib goes rounds with him. So, again, people talk about Edson Barboza and how he struggled so much with Khabib's grappling. Yeah, so have the other 25 people he's defeated. The guy's 26-0, and he's taken down and smashed all 26 of them flawlessly. Yeah, Michael Johnson might have cracked him with something sharp. Okay, wow. Let's all give a round of applause. I mean, it's just like the Iaquinta fight. Joe Rogan, bless him, you know, trying to hype up the fight. That's his job. I don't I don't judge the man, though I mean, really? We're celebrating we're celebrating whiffs. I mean, Iaquinta was throwing overhand rights from celestial bodies outside of the Milky Way and hitting air and people were celebrating the possibility of it landing on Khabib. I mean, to me, that fight was one-sided from the second that the bell rang, from from second one to minute 25, that fight was over, you know? So I don't want to hear about Iaquinta, you know, exposed Khabib's striking abilities. I don't want to hear about you know, Khabib exposed Edson Barboza and the legitimacy of Barboza being a top five guy. 
Barbosa's a top three guy in striking, in my opinion. If you look at his body of work, he's up there with the best of them, and he's only getting better. That was a terrible matchup for Edson. Edson had a, a dream chance of landing a spinning wheel kick or a front kick to the face, Anderson Silva, Vitor Belfort style. He had a chance at that. Don't get me wrong. He had a chance at that. Though once it went to the ground, that's the thing about Khabib. Khabib doesn't even have the greatest takedown offense in the world. He just has the greatest ability to keep you down. Go ahead and look at his stats. From the top of my head, I believe his takedown offense is only at around 50%. So about half of his takedowns are successful, which is good. Which is good. It's not a bad thing. Though, trust and believe that what's more impressive is his ability to hold his opponents down and smash them as he's telling them, as he's in their ear, like he was with Michael Johnson, telling them, you must quit. This is my destiny. You must quit. I must fight for the title. I mean, fucking terrifying. Okay, so I have his stats up here, updated. Grappling, total takedowns. 45% 45% successful. See? So, not not, not anything astronomical. Um, what's way more important and more impressive than that, though, is his ability to keep you there. His ability to keep you is just scary. I want to say his average takedowns per fight is something like, something absurd. Something absurd. I don't want to misspeak. So I'm not even going to attempt to recall it, though I know it's something very high. Um, So again, Edson Barboza is not to be overlooked. And if Kevin Lee is going to come in there with that gangster mentality, with that young man on the rise mentality, if he's not humbled by his loss to Tony Ferguson, if he thinks he's going to come in here against one of the highest strikers in the world, one of the highest ranked highly touted most terrifying strikers in the world if he thinks he's going to come in and collegiate wrestle him to a victory he's wrong he is sadly sadly mistaken and i like kevin lee i think he's the future 100 percent. i actually would prefer it be a close fight and kevin lee win just because of the fact that edson's been around for a while even though edson's a high level guy i don't really know for sure if we'll see him fighting for a title anytime soon, you know, any rematch with Khabib, I think it goes the same way, unfortunately, um, I don't think he'll ever fight anybody big like Connor. maybe he'll get, you know, Eddie Alvarez again, or Ferguson again, uh, it's hard to say, right, you know, with, with the lightweight division, I mean, anything could happen, literally anything, it's been a zoo since Brooklyn, and everything's up in the air, uh, so, I personally want to see Edson Barboza do well enough to continue to prove that he's a high-ranked guy, because I want to see him versus Ferguson again. I want to see him versus Alvarez again. I want to see him versus Poirier. Poirier, that's a whole other conversation for another time. We'll touch on him. Fight Stance, JC, and I, uh, we will touch on him during our next podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll speak on the possibilities of him getting a title shot. And uh, the future of the lightweight division is a much deeper conversation. Though for right now, for UFC Atlantic City, which again, I will be live for Fight Stance Flex. Follow myself, Fight Stance Flex, at Fight Stance Flex. 
on Twitter and my co-host Fight Stance JC at Fight Stance JC also on Twitter. Make sure you follow our podcast Fight Stance Pod. That's at Fight Stance P O D on Twitter for all updates on our podcast. We will be posting for every major UFC event. UFC 224, we will be posting May 10th, look out for that, and we will also be posting for any main events, for any fight night events that are non-pay-per-view, we will be posting and discussing the topics surrounding those events in our own solo podcasts, we are calling Flex's Fight Stance and JC's Fight Stance, so look out for that, again, Fight Stance Pod. Fight Stance JC and Fight Stance Flex. Stay tuned.